0: This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you're new to the show, I read articles from rock star real estate investors every single day because we know you don't always have time for long podcast episodes or audiobooks. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why
1: is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash
0: host. How to Complete a Partial 1031 Exchange by Dave Foster A 1031 exchange doesn't have to be an all-or-nothing move. It is possible to complete a partial 1031 exchange that allows you to either take cash out, purchase less than you sold, or both. But there are trade-offs Completing a partial exchange creates a tax liability you will want to thoroughly understand before moving forward, so today's podcast will help you determine if it is a good fit for your personal and financial goals. Let's start by looking at what a partial 1031 exchange is, and then walk through the process. What is a 1031 exchange? A 1031 exchange allows you to defer all federal capital gains taxes and depreciation recapture when you sell an investment property and purchase a replacement investment property of equal or greater value using all the cash proceeds in that purchase. What is a partial 1031 exchange? So a partial 1031 exchange lets you defer part of the federal capital gains tax and depreciation recapture that would have been due on sale. A partial 1031 exchange occurs when either the relinquished property proceeds are not all expended on replacement replacements or the value of the replacement replacements is less than the net sales price. The portion of the exchange proceeds not reinvested is called boot and is received by the exchanger as either cash or payment of costs not eligible for tax deferral. The difference is subject to capital gains tax and depreciation recapture. You may have solid personal or business reasons to complete a partial exchange intentionally. With planning, it may be a good way to meet your objectives. When completing a partial exchange, you can opt to take some cash out or purchase a less costly replacement property and still defer some of the tax. How can you do a partial 1031 exchange? A partial exchange has the same basic requirements and steps as a regular exchange. However, At some point in the process, you decide to take cash out or purchase less than you sold. Taking cash out Because a 1031 exchange requires that you do not have constructive receipt of sale proceeds, once an exchange is initiated, there are typically just a few opportunities to take cash out. Those opportunities might be, one, at the closing table of your sale, two, after day 45, whenever you finalize the purchase of all replacement properties and have funds left in your account. Or three, the first business day after day 180. Note that these cash-out opportunities should be explicitly spelled out in the exchange agreement with your qualified intermediary, QI. If you intend to execute a partial exchange, make this aspect part of your QI selection process so your funds are not held up unnecessarily until after day 180. At the closing table of your sale, let's talk about that for a second, So if you know the amount you wish to take out in cash, the earliest opportunity to do so is at the closing table of your relinquished property sale. To receive cash back at that time, you would simply let your QI and closing agent know of your intent and specify the amount you wish to have distributed directly to you. The QI will typically prepare a boot addendum for you to complete at the closing table, and the closing agent will need information on where to transfer funds, how to make out the payment. However, if your goal is to put down a specific percentage of your replacement property, it is unlikely that amount will be known at the time you close your sale. In that case, you may choose to have all proceeds transferred to the QI and receive the cash back at the first allowable opportunity after closing on your purchase purchases. After your Day 45 Identification Deadline and Purchase of All Identified Properties So depending on the exchange agreement with your QI – After you have closed on all identified property, you may receive any remaining proceeds back as cash as early as the first business day after your 45-day identification deadline. If your purchase happened well before the 45-day identification deadline, receipt of remaining proceeds on the first business day after that deadline is likely, so long as you provide advance notice of your intent and supply all transfer details to your QI ahead of time. However. If your purchase happens to close any time after your 45-day identification deadline, the transfer may not be possible for several days or even weeks after closing, depending on when your closing agent returns all closing documents to the QI. Purchase less than you sold. Yeah, the other way to complete a partial exchange is to purchase less than you sold. Even if you use all cash proceeds in the purchase, Buying replacement property for less than the net sales price of your relinquished property constitutes a partial exchange and creates a taxable event. Example Cash out Okay, so an example of a cash out partial exchange would be the net sale of relinquished property for $1,000,000 with $100,000 cash out at the closing table. Your exchange documentation would reflect that $100,000 went directly into your pocket, this creates two aspects of the sale, the $900,000 exchange portion and the cash out of 100 grand. The 100K in your pocket is taxable. In this instance, your reinvestment target would be the net sales price of $1 million less than 100,000 cash out. So you would need to purchase as much or more than $900,000 to defer the remaining tax on the gain and depreciation recapture. Example, reinvestment purchase less than net sale. An example of a purchasing less than the net sale partial exchange would be the net sale of relinquished property for a million bucks followed by the purchase of replacement property for a net 900 grand. Your settlement statements would reflect this shortfall between sale and purchase, which typically results from taking on less indebtedness for the replacement property. This creates two aspects of the exchange the $900,000 exchange portion, and the taxable shortfall of $100,000. So here are the tax consequences of a partial 1031 exchange. Like we talked about in the previous examples, you'll be unable to defer the $100,000 cash-out reinvestment shortfall from taxation. That portion not reinvested is subject to capital gains and depreciation recapture taxes. The significance is that the IRS considers the first dollar out of the exchange, profit. This means that regardless of your basis in the property, the first dollar you touch or the first dollar of the shortfall is taxable. The intent of a 1031 exchange is to defer, not forgive, taxes. As such, any amount removed from the deferral process won't escape taxation. Once you receive the cash out of the transaction, you fail to meet the reinvestment target. It constitutes a taxable event. Let's wrap things up today, some final thoughts. So, depending on your situation, a partial exchange may be a good fit. But remember that the same 1031 exchange rules and restrictions apply if you complete a partial exchange. That's this Tuesday's show. What do you want to hear more of? Shoot us an email at podcast at biggerpockets.com to let us know. Thanks for spending time with us, and I'll be back tomorrow. No, really. If I'm not back tomorrow, something's seriously wrong.